What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Ask Vince podcast, the podcast where gym owners go to get their burning questions answered by Vince himself. Hello, Vince. Hey, Matt. Now, I'm going to try to pattern break a little bit here because last time you said people are skipping the beginning. I'm conditioning them to skip the beginning. My little sales pitch of uh, free stuff, mind you, so it's hardly a sales pitch, but I'll try my best. Click the follow button, Spotify or Apple, click the follow button, and leave us five stars. That's it. That's the call to action there. How about that? That was okay. Good. That was okay. <laughs> Maybe it'll work. How are you, Vince? Did we start? I'm, I'm, we I'm did doing, start. I'm doing just fine. Are you doing, I'm just, doing fine? just fine? Not terrible I'm, today? Uh, no, I'm not terrible today. It okay. is... Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I've talked about it on this podcast. I feel like I, I, I can't keep track of all the places that I... I ever, I had a podcast interview yesterday. We did our Wednesday call yesterday. I recorded another podcast yesterday. I just feel like I'm just talking all day long. And so I don't even remember where I said what, but um, I do this thing where someone asks me how I'm doing and I just answer with terrible. <laughs> Actually, this happened yesterday. It was pretty funny. I went to I went to dinner at the uh, Prestige Diner which, with my, uh, with Vanessa and the kids. And uh, she brought, I got uh, soup. And it was a bean soup. And she brought the soup. And I finished in like two seconds. And she comes over and she's like, how was the soup? And I was looked at her and I was like, it was disgusting. <laughs> there you go. So, and, so, she, and she looked at me and she was just like, uh, she had this look on her face like, uh, well, uh, I'm so sorry. Like, uh, and I was just like, no, I just finished the soup in two seconds. It was delicious. Thank you. And it was just it was hilarious. I, I, just, I just enjoy it. And she, she, we had a good laugh about it. But it was funny. Yeah, but I, I enjoy uh, doing childish things like that. <laughs> Waiters are used to hearing, oh, it was terrible. And you're like half laughing. So look at her and just go, it was disgusting. Yeah, that really I did said. it. She was like, oh, yeah, he didn't say it. terrible. I just like it was completely disgusting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, great. man. <laughs> so we've got the uh, new client surge coming up yep. next week. Uh, no, two weeks. Right? Yeah. Yep, and we have the the, the uh, webinar tomorrow. Yep. yep, webinar or no webinar oh, no, next is, week uh, when this plays next week. When yep. this plays, the webinar will be the over the weekend. So we'll put the yep. link in the show notes for the webinar too. Uh, and then yeah, the surge uh, six weeks in client surge is starting on June thirteenth. Super excited about it. Probably have another good crop. We had oh, I think thirty one gym owners in the last run of surge. So um, probably expecting a similar size group. Uh, to that uh, this time, um, and yeah, really excited about it. teach gym owners how to own the marketing side of their business. It's important stuff. Very important. Yeah. You don't get clients without that. No. And you don't get money without clients. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, how about we move on to the questions here from our beloved gym owner audience? Yeah, some guy did send me a message on Instagram saying, "I'm not sure if this is the place where I'm supposed to submit this." So, <laughs> um, and. Uh, so I just screenshotted it and sent it to you, I think. And did you get back to him? Maybe. Well, that's a no. Um, so if you have questions, what do we? What do they do? I like Instagram. That's a good one. No, but don't we have a website for that? Do we? Oh shit! Get your shit together, Matt. Like, what the hell? Like, yes, we have a website where they can submit questions. You just probably forgot the URL was for now. I, I until here's the thing. So here's audience, this. Here's until the URL. Matt gets his shit together and gives you the URL of where to add submit questions, you can bother me on Instagram 
at vgabriel71 and submit your question there. And I won't respond to you, but I'll screenshot it and send it to Matt, and then he won't get back to you. Or That's what will happen. Or you can go to um, askvince.vincegabriel.com, ask and I'll leave that link in the show notes as well. You just confused everybody now. Good. All right. Yeah, don't listen to Vince. He doesn't know what he's talking about. That's the link right there. You've lost control. Totally. Question number one from ask.vincegabriel.com <laughs> <laughs> is, I want to make more profit. I feel like we're making a lot of revenue, but my bank account just won't grow. What can I do to make more profit? Yeah. Um, you know, the, this is, uh, I assume that the person asking this question wants to make more profit um, now. But, you know, I always, and here's the thing, I, I feel like I talk about this all the time, but it's, if you want to make more profit, the simplest thing to do is change the pricing structure of your business, right? And, you know, I'm not probably saying anything you haven't heard me say before. Um, I am not a believer in, I don't think you should ever raise your, not raise your prices on your current members, even the members that have been with you for a long time. I don't think that that's a good decision. I think that that's, you know, I don't know what it is, but I, I just think it's, there's no reason why hey, Starbucks raises the price on their coffee. Why can't we raise the price on our, you know, memberships that we're working our asses off for to, to provide. So I think you can raise your prices on, on current members. And here's the thing. I have pretty, a pretty vast amount of data to back it up that it doesn't impact long-term, right? It, it, I have had countless SPF members raise their prices on current members. And some of these guys have been in business for over a decade and they did it. And half of their members were like, well, it took you so long. <laughs> right. And so like, it, you know, we, we think so. So the number one thing that this person can do that's asking this question is to um, change the economics of their business through improving their pricing, whether that's raising prices on current, on current members, whether that's just, raising prices uh, on future members going forward, um, whether that is a different strategy in the sales process where they, when they sit down with a new member, they um, have a sales process that leads them toward a higher um, priced option, meaning if they're always selling twice a week, if they change their sale process to lead them down the path of three days a week through um you know, a prescriptive type of sale. Um, that's a, that's a way to do it. Um, so, so there are all these different ways, but a lot of them is really based on, on price. Like that's the fastest way to do it. Um, the other way is capacity, right? And so you could, you know, look at how many people you got in a session, you know, we went from four to six in small group, right? And so that increased our capacity, when we did that, that's one thing that you could do. Um, you know, some people like think they, they can only fit one group of four or one group of six in 2000 square feet. And I'm here to tell you that's a big waste and you should arrange your facility to be able to, if you have 2000 square feet, arrange your facility to be able to get two groups of six. So that, so now you go from one group of six to two groups of six. It's now that that increases your capacity immediately and your ability to make more profit, more money, you know, per hour. So if you change the price, if you uh, adjust the, the capacity, the other thing is, too, is like 
if you want to improve your capacity, you have to start looking at it. Most gym owners that I talk to have no idea what their capacity is. And the question is, on average, on average, how many people attend your sessions? And they'll be like, uh, I have, I have no idea, right? So, you know, so, and what they do is they think like, oh, yeah, our 9 o'clock is always full. It's always got six people. So in their mind, they think every session has six people in it, and that's not even coming close, right? What you need to do is you need to look at the data and be like, are on average of all your sessions – how many people are in each session, right? And what you got to start looking at is do you have sessions where like every week there's like one person in it? And the fastest way to start improving the capacity of your business in addition to, you know, adding more people, right, which may or may not be viable for you, but is to take sessions off the calendar, right? Do you have a session that's a dog? Like, dude, I don't think anyone has a lot of people coming in Friday evenings, you know, we used to do that and we would have like one group at Friday evenings and I had to have one trainer stay for like two hours. And it was just like, a, and then we had like two people come and it was just like a waste. So we just took it off. We just took it off. We just don't have it anymore. And we added like another session on Saturday, right? Because, so do you have sessions on your calendar that are just legitimately bringing down the average? Maybe you need to adjust those. Maybe you need to take those off the calendar. That's another thing that can an increase, um, so those two things, like, so how much you're charging, right? And the usage or capacity in the sessions that you're currently doing are the two biggest drivers of improving profitability. And obviously the last thing would be like, are you being a dumbass and spending too much money? <laughs> yeah, that's kind of a no brainer, but um, it's, it's interesting that you say use data because people think, I think people think that they have to be Facebook to look at data, you know? Just because you're a gym doesn't mean you don't use data. I mean, here we use, every time we set up something new, the first thing I do is figure out how I can collect the appropriate data so we know if it's working. Marketing can be an expensive thing if you're not making your money back. Yep. And the same thing is with your coaches. If you have time slots that aren't filling up, you know, that kind of thing. Just It's, it's very important to become obsessed with data yeah, if you, you want to you, not lose you money. You serve as the marketing you know, manager for FBU for my consulting company. And one of the four core co strategic components of your job and your job description is report on the data, right? And that is one of the main things that you do. And I'm, we're always talking numbers or so what page that this, what, what conversion rate did this page convert at, right? Do we want to do that again? Should we do a webinar on a Saturday or a Sunday? And like all the, all the data drives the decisions, um, that we make. So, um, yeah, there's truth in numbers. Yeah, and you quickly learn that your guesswork is almost always wrong. Yeah. So don't rely on guessing because your gut is wrong when it comes to business decisions. Yep, <laughs> yep, that's right. All right. Uh, on to question two, what would you do to start making your money back if you open another gym? Um, okay, so if I opened, if I bought a gym, um... I wouldn't open another gym. I would. <laughs> yeah. First cry. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, here's the thing. I say that because that's just not the path I'm on. Right. Right. Um, I'm not on a, a path of opening up more gyms. Um, but hey, to, I tell you what, it's a great path to make a lot of money. Plenty I mean, of SPF. The, the guys that happy. are, the guys are in SPF that are opening up multiple oh, yeah. locations. They're printing money. They're doing really well and they're doing it in a good way. Like Devin Gages of the world, Connor Flayhouse of the world. They're killing it. 
Um, but if I was to buy an existing gym, one of the first things I would do is I would look at how uh, I would say, hey, give me the list of all the people that uh, reached out to do business with you that never became a client. And I'm guessing that for most people that that list is large, that they had a someone that you know inquired about this through their website, through the Facebook ad, through something, through an event, whatever. And not everyone's going to become a client. <laughs> and there's this big old list of people. And the first thing I would do is I would get that list and I would just pick up the phone and I would start calling those people and be like, hey, you know, you filled out a website form seven years ago. <laughs> How's it going? Remember me? <laughs> Have you lost your weight yet? Like, you know, like, like stuff like that. But I would just like reach out to them and, and just, and just like hit the phones. Like it doesn't cost me anything. The list is already there. The leads have already been generated. It doesn't cost me anything to do that other than time. It's your ring the register right. time. Yeah, exactly. So that was the first thing I would do. Right. And so if you're listening to this, st- start following up with your unconverted leads more and go back. Like here, go, go into your Facebook messenger. Right. And, and see how many people have messaged you on Facebook about your gym or your gym's Facebook messenger, like, and just go through all those and just respond to them all. And just like, Hey, you know, I know we talked for a while, but, you know, back in, you know, uh, 2013, <laughs> you know, like, would you like to like, just do it? Like they're there. Right. And if they say, no, I've moved to Zimbabwe and I'm not in the country anymore. So, all right, sorry. Good luck. Would you like to do our virtual program? <laughs> um, so it's like that was, that was the, the second thing I would do is I would follow up with all of the former clients. I would um, and I would do a campaign. You know, I would do I would I would incorporate regular campaigns um, for this. I would do making sure there's follow up. You know, frequently. But if I was to do like a one, if the, I wanted to really get a blitz going, I would do like a, a combination of uh, of direct mail, of um, you know, very specific like letters that that you could put in the mail um, in addition to follow-up text messages and follow-up emails from that and then follow-up phone calls. So almost like that kind of step, direct mail, email, phone call, text, um, and put together a campaign to really try and get uh, members back with some type of an irresistible offer uh, to come back. Maybe their first month they come back as free. Um, If they come back and they become a member, their first month is free. So some kind of an irresistible offer um, to get them back in the door. Uh, Honestly, those are the two things that I would do. I would do those two things, uh, unconverted leads, uh, uh, follow up with former clients and just do it really well, right? Not just like do it, but like do it well, start thinking of better offers, start thinking of better emails to write, start thinking of more creative ways that you can follow up with people, start also leveraging what I just said is the power of multiple channels. Some people aren't, you can't send one email to somebody and just think like, Oh, they didn't get back to me. So I was like, no, there may be a phone person or maybe you need to message them through Facebook or maybe you need to mess. It's worth the time. Like you already have paid the money to generate the lead. Like you might as well go and, and finish the job. So, um, just, so it's like those two things, but just doing them really well is what I would do to make my money back for this business. But in saying that everyone listening to this has the ability to do that in their own business. And most people aren't doing this enough. Yeah. I follow up on converted leads, but like not even close to enough and they probably don't do it well. So like do it more, do it better, do it more, do it better, do it more, do it better. Man. That's so funny that people, you say people don't do it enough and you're so right. Someone in the Facebook group for the SPF mastermind, uh, I don't know if it was today, but it was recently. Uh, it was a screenshot of 
emails from Ben Settle because you had them all with a QR code or something like that. And uh, <laughs> and it was six emails in one day. Yeah. And he was like, I will never, ever feel bad <laughs> about sending three to five a week ever again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he said so good. Too, Ben's the man. Yeah, yeah. Ben's going to be speaking at our uh, SPF Mastermind uh, meeting in July. So very excited. I know, as good. I know you are, because I know you of like uh, your company. I'm a big fanboy. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, question number three: How do I get past my marketing frustrations? I feel like I try a lot of stuff and nothing seems to work. So. The other day on, a, on one of the SPF calls, I had a guy come up and we were reporting on some things we did and he started talking about, um, I believe it was like he did uh, some type of referral thing where he asked a few clients for referrals and he, and he said, I was like, well, how did the results go? I was like, I ended up getting three. And he said it like very, like he was upset about it. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I ended up getting three. And I was like, interesting. Okay. Um, I was like, how much does a client, uh, what's the lifetime value of a client for you? Um, and he said $4,000. And I was like, and you got three clients to sign up? And he's like, yes. I was like, how much did you spend to do the promotion and everything like that? He's like, well, I was just like print, printing stuff out and like handing out things to our members to, for about, about sending referrals out and postcards and things like that. And I was like, he's like, I don't even know. I was like, how much? I estimated it was like 100 bucks. And he's like, I was like, okay, so you spent a hundred dollars and you made 12,000 and he paused and he was like, yes. And I was like, are you still upset about it? And he's like, no, <laughs> like, it's just like, so you have to like understand that it's like marketing is a return on investment. That's all it is. Like you're trying to spend money to be able to get people to buy with you. And so the, a lot of people have this view of Facebook, like, oh, the Facebook leads are crap. Like, the, like I spent, you know, $2,000 on Facebook ads and I only got four clients. And it's like, congratulations. <laughs> you just outpaced Warren Buffett. You know, yeah, like really. you just did better that, on returns than, than Buffett did, right, with, with something like that. So I don't think, I think sometimes people don't understand you know, you're not going to hit this grand slam every time you do marketing. If you're looking for that, you're not playing the game. You got to understand that there's, there's going to be losers. There's going to be, I've done ads that have totally flopped. I've done things that have totally flopped, but the reality of it is what you want to look at is, are you getting a return on the money that you're spending? And if you're, if you look at it that way, if you're getting a return on the money you're spending and you just keep doing that, um, that's the job of marketing. So you have to look at it as is marketing is a test. Some things are going to work really good. Some things are going to work not that good. Some things are going to work okay. But the, what you're trying to do is get a return on the money that you are spending. And I think what understanding that makes your marketing frustrations get less, right? Because if you try something and it doesn't work, you're like, okay, well, that's just marketing, right? That's just normal. It's normal for something not to work. In fact, it's probably going to not work more than it actually works, right? But what you're doing is you're testing things and you're trying things and you're finding out what doesn't work, right? Um, so it's not about like, you know, finding the thing that you need to do that's going to work all the time. It's about changing your mindset around that, hey, there's going to be times it works and there's going to be times it doesn't. There's going to be times it kills it and there's going to be times it doesn't. 
and it's the looking at it as this process of doing business versus you know this expectation of what it really should be so i think it's like managing your expectations more than anything um helps ease marketing frustrations and honestly though i will say this another way to ease your marketing frustrations is to get better at marketing <laughs> right that's i'll be honest with you and i'm not just saying that because we have surge coming up and we have you know teach gym owners how to market in surge but the reality of it is when you're more confident in your ability when you believe in yourself more that you know how to write a good headline you know how to write a good email you know how to write a good ad like you're you're, you're probably going to succeed more so the more you do it the less frustrated you're going to be because the better you're going to get at it. You got to look at it. This as a skill. Marketing is a skill. Usually when you start doing something, you're going to suck at it. And the better you do, the more you, like people come to me and say, you know, they always are like saying like, I'm like an email marketing guy, right? Like they, they ask me all these questions about email. I was dog shit when I first started. <laughs> Right? I was terrible when I first started. That's the secret, isn't it? But I just did it over and over and over and over again. I found out what works and I found out what didn't. And then I got good at it. Right? And I'm still getting better at it. I still learn about it. I still read about it. Um, but it, 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 it's about this um, confidence that you have and looking at it as a skill that you can get better at. That is what's going. So, so two, one, managing your expectations right? What is actually good and what is not, right? And then two, get good at it. Get better at it and, and improve your skills and habits in, in marketing by doing it, by learning about it, right? And the, the cool thing about what I love, why I love the search so much is that, so I have built, you know, four, soon to be five companies. And, you know, all of them do marketing. So the skills I learned in marketing, I use for all four companies. And so whatever you decide to do in your life, you might not own a gym forever, but whatever you decide to do in your life, you will always have the ability to understand marketing. The building blocks of it doesn't change from a gym to a law firm to this. And all, and people will lead you to believe that it is all different. It's total bullshit. It's not. Marketing is as simple as you know, having a very, very clear target market, having a very good message to that market, and then finding the places where those people are and delivering that message to the market in that medium with a good offer. That is it. That is marketing in a nutshell, right? And then, and then the, the fourth would be a fourth would be a bolt on would be, and that's not a bolt on it's foundational is follow up afterwards. Right. Um, that, that, that's those same rules apply you know, to a chiropractor, to a gym, to a marketing agency. That is just how you do it. That is not going to change in 20 years. Not going to be like, well, target market really doesn't matter anymore. Like they're not going to, it's, it's not going to change. Right. So there's certain principles that you need to understand and you need to learn that are unchanging and will never change. And that is where I often see people, they lack that base of knowledge. They lack the depth of the understanding of what they're trying to do and what they do since they lack that depth and they lack that understanding what they do is they try to go to a tactic and they try to find a guy that can give them a tactic so they can solve the problem for the thing that they don't understand whereas you got to go the other way around you got to understand it deeply understand what we're trying to do 
why it works, why it doesn't, and then find the guy that can do the tactic thing for you, not the other way around. Man, you read my mind because I was just thinking marketing actually isn't the same across the board. If you're a copycat, <laughs> then you can't recycle any of your knowledge and you actually have to, to find somewhere else to steal from. But yeah. Uh, yeah, that's the most important part is educating yourself on that. Quick, what's the best <laughs> – this is a terrible question. What's the best book to start with if you really suck at marketing? Uh, How about this best person? So I'm not going to obviously plug any of my own books because that would be dumb. But um, Besides your book, yeah, besides The Ultimate book. Guide to Marketing Your Gym, yeah, which I you mean, can find a link to in every honestly, show notes that's ever. That's the answer. But, right. Um, so if I – there's so many. Um, but I'm going to – I'm going to call it – I'm going to say Magnetic Marketing by Dan Kennedy. I'm going to say that book. Uh, because it's the most foundational. It teaches direct response. Um, I think mag- the, the book Magnetic Marketing is better than his no, direct, no BS direct response book. I mean, they're both great books. You should read them both. But if you're going to pick one to do, I think mag- mag- Magnetic Marketing is like the overarching. It's, and it's, like, it's, it's almost like a mainstream written book. So if, like, if that's how you're just getting started and you kind of really want the base basics, um. That's a that's a really good one. Um, I'm not going to give a ton more. I mean, I could just r- rattle off a hundred right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's a, that is a great starting point. Yeah, um, but th- I think that's a great starting point. Yeah, yeah, Dan Kennedy is the author. Great. Well, that about wraps it up for this week's Ask Vince. Again, we've got Surge. When this comes out, that will actually be next week. So uh, keep an eye out for that. That link will be in the show notes if you want to learn how to market your gym. And uh, other than that, any final words, Vince? No. What's up, guys? Thanks so much for listening. Do me a favor and go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. This way you'll get notified when we get new episodes come out. And if you really, really loved it, I'd truly appreciate it if you left us a five-star rating. So thanks so much. If you're looking for more free stuff uh, from me, head over to vincesfreebook.com. You'll get a free copy of my marketing book and just head over to vincesfreebook.com and I'll send you a copy. Thanks.